and just right from the right from the jump start, it just rubbed me the wrong way because she was talking about how it annoys her that everybody says, "Well, we have to wait and see what comes out at trial." Yes, and she was saying, "Why do we have to wait for them to prove their case? Why can't we just take action before it's proven?" Welcome to the All American Savage Show podcast with your host John Burke and his far more attractive co-host me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. <laughs> and welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke. Uh, very, very quick, or rather fast podcast setup today because I was informed um, early this morning by a mutual friend we have on the show today, um, Tim Parlator. And Tim, a mutual friend, texted me this morning, and he sent me some information that I found to be very interesting, that Nine Line Apparel is now suing Janae Perfectly Flawed Sergio, self-proclaimed influencer and woman's advocacy uh, representative and veteran, uh, for the amount of $1 million. You, of course, are the representative of Nine Line Apparel. Um, what can you tell me about this case? Sure. This is a situation where in order to try and promote her own career and, you know, we believe to try and get a, uh, get a position as an influencer with a rival company, she took a tragedy. You know, there was a, a tragic situation of a murder-suicide of two former Nine Line employees, neither of which have been in the company for over a year prior to the incident. And she decided to start promoting it as something that Nine Line was somehow complicit in, uh, that they were, you know, participating in a cover-up of, and really trying to smear a good company for no reason other than to promote herself. Mm-hmm. And so it was something that, you know, we sent her a letter, we asked her to stop, she refused, and so, you know, we had no choice but to take this take this step. So we filed the lawsuit in the U.S. District Court of the Western District of Texas uh, this past week. I expect that probably later today a summons will be issued from the court. A judge will be assigned, and then once a summons is issued, we will be serving her probably later this week. How fast do you think this will go to trial? Yeah, civil litigation in federal court takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that it, discovery drags out. You know, these cases can take you know, a couple of years, mm-hmm. but a lot of it depends on you know who, who, if anybody, she hires to represent her, mm-hmm. and what kind of delay tactics she puts out. But yeah, the the federal courts do allow these cases to take their time to make sure that everybody has full opportunity and she can't claim that, oh, we rushed her to trial before she was ready. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this, uh, I've read the actual 17-page document where it goes into very good detail as far as all of the things she's uh, tried to do as far as manipulating public opinion. Um, right. and a lot of the, the evidence that you are presenting, according to this document, is still on her personal TikTok account. It's, Absolutely. it's on the Grunt Style podcast she did with Grunt Style um, when she discussed this. And that, that, so that will definitely be used against her in the court then because she can't refute that. You've already got the evidence, and it's still there, matter of fact. Exactly. Exactly. It's all there. You know, we got it all. We, we wrote her a letter. We asked her to take it down. She said no. How, how solid do you think this case is? Oh, it's very solid. I mean, and you also represented, you represented Ellie, Eddie Gallagher as well. I did. You've got a very, uh, just off the cuff right here, uh, what I didn't know. So I posted about Janae's lawsuit this morning, and then I saw who the representative was. I got a lot of veterans. You're very well known in the veteran community. I don't know. Are you a veteran? 
Yes, I am. Maybe. Oh, there you go. You're very well known in the veteran community for being a bulldog. Like these guys, like if he's, if Tim's got the case, she's toast. So, but you feel like this is a very strong case. Like you've, you've got it here. Oh, very much so. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, my first interaction with Janae, I went to a conference last year where she spoke at. I'd never heard of her before. And she got up and she started talking about these, you know, sexual assault cases. And just right from the right from the jump start, it just rubbed me the wrong way because she was talking about how it annoys her that everybody says, "Well, we have to wait and see what comes out at trial." Yes. And she was saying, "Why do we have to wait for them to prove their case? Why can't we just take action before it's proven?" She literally said this. Yeah, she, she said this. And, you know, as a as a lawyer, I sit there and say, "Well, you know, the Constitution says the exact opposite." Right. As a veteran, I say. Didn't we swear an oath to support and defend that document? Like, how un-American is it to say, we want to throw innocent until proven guilty out the window, and anybody who makes an a- allegation, we want that to just simply be accepted yeah. and essentially you know, make the guy prove that he's innocent? I didn't know she did. I didn't know about that situation you were talking about. I didn't know she spoke there, but it's very interesting because... When um, Let me give you a brief background of what happened with me and how I got drugged into this. Janae and I have known each other for many years, more like acquaintances. And she and I had a splitting off over an incident many years ago. And we just kind of went our separate ways. Didn't talk, no bad blood. I just like, okay, we don't, it's fine. Um, and then when the incident with Zach happened yep. and it first broke the news in the veteran community, uh, we were under the impression this was a suicide from PTSD. We didn't right. know about the altercation that had happened prior. So I made a post, you know, saying, hey, Zach was always a cool dude. I didn't know him very well, but he was an acquaintance. He always treated me with respect, always a smile and a firm handshake, never criticized. He was in my house doing an interview like six months prior to the suicide. So none of us knew what had happened. And then Janae goes on the attack and she starts talking about why are these people putting up these posts celebrating a murderer? Nobody knew what had happened yet. So she tried using that to leverage more people to rally to her side and say, look at all these male toxic veterans. They're trying to silence women, celebrate a murderer, do all these things. And many of us, one of our mutual friends included, who, who won't be named, we're sitting there just with, you know, just a gas going like, oh, well, are you kidding me? Like, if yeah. you're wanting men on your side because you're a woman's advocate, you should not be attacking them right off the cuff. But she made a TikTok, and I think it's still up, about me. And she said but we should just wait for all the facts to come out. Right, John Burke? And I'm like, well, yes, that's what due process is. Did you not learn anything from the hashtag Me Too movement where a lot of innocent people were accused, thrown under the bus? And it's not to say that we don't want to go after those that, yeah, have committed these disgusting acts towards women, specifically female veterans, but you can't just fly off the cuff and make an accusation and say, that's my proof. And it's like, that's not proof. Exactly. And that's one of the points that we tried to make in this lawsuit is, yeah, sexual assault is a real problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, military sexual trauma is a real problem. But you can't take a legitimate problem and then start fabricating and exaggerating and trying to you know take that problem and then turn it into something that it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just just to promote yourself because when you do that, you devalue all of the actual victims out there. You devalue the legitimate problem by putting it into this situation where, you know, people start pushing back on you mm-hmm. and it's unhelpful to everybody. Did Janae from your, your best assessment, and forgive me if I ask anything that shouldn't be answered because of the case coming up, let me know. That's okay. But from your perspective, 
Do you think Janae did any actual investigative reporting? Like, did she do any investigations into this, or was she just going off of what she was reading in comments and DMs from random people? She claims, um, I don't know how true this is, she claims that she spoke with um, with the fiancé of, uh, of the victim here and that she got all the information from them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether that's true or not, you know, certainly she didn't, you know, do any additional investigation. I mean, she's not an investigator, okay? Mm-hmm. She's, she's a self-proclaimed influencer. Mm-hmm. Real investigators, they look into these things. They look at the video. They talk to the participants. They would at least speak to somebody at Nine Line to say, hey, I've received these reports. It, you know, what can you tell us about this? Yeah. yeah and there was an investigation. Mm-hmm. There absolutely it's, was an investigation. It's still going on, isn't it? No, at this point, it's closed because it's closed. the the police went there. They investigated it. They had access to all of the video footage. You know, Tyler um, handed over all of the surveillance footage that he had from the facility. They did a full investigation and they determined that it was a murder suicide. Nobody else was involved. Mm-hmm. Nobody was covering it up. Mm-hmm. And so, law enforcement already did this investigation. Mm-hmm. Was she aware of this? Even after the yeah. fact that she, so she, she continued, even after yeah. the investigation was complete. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I saw the investigation was initiated, um, the circumstances surrounding it to where Zach was meeting with his ex-fiance, the one whom he murdered, which is a horrible incident, he was meeting with her at a hotel. Right. That in and of itself was very um, kind of like threw up a red flag. It's like, because that's why I think a lot of people are like, I don't want to get involved in this because this is something that maybe could lead to something and maybe there was infidel. I don't know. So right. it's kind of like when you're unsure, you stay away from it. Cause it's like, let it first come. Let's let, let's let this um, continue right. to come to fruition and see what happens. But she jumped on this and she tried dragging everybody in the veteran community into this, every influencer out there basically trying to um, essentially throw a, a divide between men and women in the military saying any man, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's kind of like anyone that's not jumping on this and rallying, then you must support these things. Right. It's kind of like that's not the truth at all. Many of us have learned, like we said, in the Me Too movement that these accusations can ruin people's lives that weren't actual, actually the perpetrators of these said crimes. But she doesn't right. seem to care about that because it feels like she wants to build a following. She wants fame. She wants to use any method she can to achieve that level of recognition. Correct. Anything for likes and clicks. Mm-hmm. And then it came but, to but, find out that, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say anything for likes and clicks, but the reality is the law doesn't permit you to do that. You, know, you, you can't victimize another person by telling a false claim or another company. You know, here we have a very good, better known company that employs a lot of great people, and you attack them for what purpose? Mm-hmm. For clicks? For likes? It's not legal. I thought it was very interesting, though, immediately after, if not before this, she's an influencer for Gruntstyle. And Gruntstyle, as you know, Gruntstyle and Nine Line, they're right. two different companies. But she goes on the Gruntstyle podcast, American Grid, I believe it's called, and she does an interview. Uh-huh. And she continues to double down on these things. And it just seems like nobody wants to question this because if they do, it just makes you look bad. It's kind of like McCarthyism 2.0. It's like, well, what do you have to hide? If you question this, you know, you must be an alleged uh, perpetrator of said crimes. Right, and you know, obviously, she went to the direct competitor, mm-hmm. who's not who's not going to ask the difficult questions, who's not going to, you know, really you know push to make sure that what what she's saying is true. You know, it's helpful to them, it's helpful to their sales. Mm-hmm. 
you know, if, if it drives people to, you know, to purchase Grunt Style as opposed to Nine Line, you know, why ask questions? You know, right. we we didn't make them, you know, a part of this case because, you know, we believe that they probably were also victims of her lies. But, you know, who knows? You know, she comes out later and says something different. Um, it's, it's weird, and, though, because... And, and, interesting, I, I want to correct something I said earlier that, sure. uh, you know, I expect the summons to be issued today. Mm-hmm. I just see the alert on my phone right now. The court just issued the summons about 30 seconds ago, so... You heard it here That'll first, folks. So. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when I woke up to this text message... Now, don't get me wrong. I think female advocacy is a great thing. This should be it something is. that everybody can rally behind and support. It's like, yes... We've seen so many uh, different cases come to light that the military has tried to cover up. It's like, yeah, this is not the way it should be. You know, females should feel respected, comfortable. Absolutely. We're fighting against a a behavior, a cultural behavior that you as I, we both know that when I was in back in like from 2001 to 2016, yeah, it was a very, very different culture and it's progressed in some fashion in a good way. But with people like Janae, it feels like she's, she's, she's forcing this whole thing to take steps backwards. In the sense right. of trying to make herself again famous, did you know? Have you have you seen her following? You know she buys her followers, right? Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> if you go and look at your her comments, like ratio, if she hasn't blocked you yet, which she blocks me right off the bat, she'll attack me, block. <laughs> I invited her on the show for an open, um, non toxic debate. I was like, I will not personally attack you. It's like let's talk, block, move on, and just continues to make more TikTok videos saying, "Well, those who shall not be named are trying to get more publicity from me." It's like, no, that's that's not the case. Right. So with the process of being summoned, the process of her being served, what happens now? So she'll get served, and then she has 21 days um, to file an answer. So Mm -hmm. she'll have to, you know, pretty quickly find a lawyer who will represent her on this, Mm -hmm. and then file an answer where she has to either admit or deny all of the claims that are therein. So obviously, a lot of these things she's not going to be able to deny because we took her own words from her own social media. So then she's going to have to uh, prove those words to be true, which is now you have to find the evidence. Good luck. Right, exactly. We're, we're going to then go into discovery where, unfortunately, a lot of this is going to be getting into the specifics of the, you know, of the tragic incident. Mm-hmm. And it's going to show you know, not only what happened, it's going to show that Nine Line was not a part of it. The Nine Line tried to do everything they could to, you know, to support and it's going to show that she did not make any efforts whatsoever to figure out what the truth was. She saw an opportunity to promote herself, to try and get some you know, deal going with their competitor, and she jumped on it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I was told by the mutual friend again, and forgive me if we, do, we can't talk about this, but she had a previous case in the military, correct? So, you know, her whole persona is based on you know, that, that she says that she was a victim of a sexual assault when she was in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that's true or not, you know, I, I don't have any personal knowledge. What I do know is that it was a case that was taken to, to court-martial. So she formally accused somebody. Uh, it went to court-martial, and that individual was acquitted, found not guilty at court-martial. Mm. Uh, so, and the court-martial yeah, process, that's a serious process. Can you explain what a court-martial is for our civilian listeners? Sure. A court martial is the military criminal court. You know, so that is, you know, it's the same as going to a federal courthouse, um, you know, for any other serious criminal case. And so in that case, it would be a felony, um, you know, sexual assault rape case. And you have a you have a jury of your peers. You go through a trial and this individual was found not guilty. You know, she testified 
And, you know, from what I hear, her story was inconsistent with things she had said previously. And apparently the jury didn't believe her. So he was found not guilty. Interesting. The other thing that I wanted to question was um, there seems to be a very slippery slope when it comes to the definition of combat veteran. Janae has written a book and she's highly publicized at many different times talking about her being a combat veteran. When she and I got into our altercation, I did some digging and Janae never actually saw combat herself. She was uh, located in a combat theater and her ship basically was flying sorties into Afghanistan, I believe. And I could be wrong on that. But she herself never actually experienced combat. So she right. continued to essentially pass herself off as being a combat veteran in her book and her story. Um, where do you stand on something like this? Because by VA definition, she technically is a combat veteran. She served in a combat zone, but she never had any kind of combat action service ribbons within that was issued to her by the Navy or anybody else. Where do you stand on something like this? So I'm, I'm a Navy veteran. Um, and I, you know, I was on a ship over there as well. You know, we were certainly in several of the you know, the, the tax-free, if you will, you know, hostile fire zones, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, which was great for um, for not paying income tax. But mm-hmm. um, I was never shot at. I was never, you know, our ship never went through a minefield, and therefore nobody on our ship received combat action ribbons. Mm-hmm. Therefore, none of us are combat veterans. It's just that she's tried leveraging this to like speak at events and stuff like that, saying combat veteran, combat veteran. So I, when that when that kind of broke the surface of all of this, I started noticing a pattern. It's like this woman likes to embellish a lot of things to pass herself off as something she is technically not. And it seems like there is a repetitive behavior here um, with her past incident in the military, the, the past court martial. Now this lawsuit, the thing she said on TikTok. It just seems like this is a very disgusting behavior that we're seeing a repetitious pattern of. You know, veterans should be proud of their service, whatever it was, you know, whether it was, you know, combat service or otherwise. And we can do good works in the community based on what our actual backgrounds and bios are. You shouldn't have to embellish your own background. You shouldn't have to embellish other stories. You know, I'd, I'd like to think that I've made a pretty good, um, you know, career for myself by being honest about where I came from. You know, I've never tried to An you know, claim that. What? Oh, yeah. stop, stop. <laughs> I've, I've never, <laughs> never tried to claim I was anything that I wasn't. And, and the reality is, any time that you start to claim that you were something that you weren't, somebody is going to, you know, call you out. I, I mean, I remember a few years ago, there was a an article or something where somebody had tried referring to me as a combat veteran, which I wasn't very quickly. I got, you know, messages from people on my ship saying, Hey, you know, is this true? Did you, you know, were you in Iraq after the ship? I'm like, no, not at all. What, what is this? Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to lie about those things. Cause we know too many people, you know, mm-hmm. the people that you served with will come forward. Oh, they will. A hundred percent. We've seen it multiple times from people coming out there uh, and making these false claims because then in the comments somewhere will be like, yeah, I serve with that guy. This is not true. And then somebody will pick that up and start an investigation on it. Social media has definitely made it a lot more difficult for people to commit stolen valor. But in her case, would that really be stolen valor? If you don't have a combat action ribbon, you know, or a combat infantryman badge or a combat action badge in the mm-hmm. army, then to call yourself a combat veteran, I believe, would be um, untrue. 
Okay. You know, to say that you to, to say that you were a veteran who served in a combat zone, sure. Yeah. I've yeah. Seen, yeah. To, to say to say that you deployed to the war zone, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I say that I spent time you know, overseas in uh, Operation Enduring Freedom? Sure, absolutely. But I'm not going to say I was shot at. Right. The amount of one million dollars. Where did Nine Line come up with this figure from? Uh, you know, that's. I generally don't like putting numbers in these things. Okay. Um, you know that that is a number, and it, if you look at it, it, actually says in an event not less than. Um, yeah, I put these numbers in there sometimes more for jurisdictional threshold purposes. Okay. Um, but you know, could it be? You know, ultimately, it's a, it's an amount to be determined by a jury. Okay. So, whether it's you know a hundred thousand, a million, ten million, you know. Nine Line didn't didn't file this because they're looking to make a bunch of money off of Janae. Right. right. They filed this because they want to be vindicated. They want these attacks to stop, and they want the true story out there. Mm-hmm. You know, this was a tragedy. Nobody's defending what Zach did. Mm-hmm. And and you, you said it perfectly earlier. I mean, yeah, I, I knew Zach. I spent a couple of nights drinking a beer with Zach as well. And when I first heard about it. Yeah, I also thought the exact same thing you did. Yeah. And, you know, within within the day, you know, Tyler started reaching out to people and saying, hey, you know, do me a favor, pull that down, pull that post down. That's not the full story. Yeah. It's just we've seen so much of the veteran suicide. When you hear veteran commit suicide instinctively, we just think he succumbed right. to his PTSD. It's, it's a very natural response given the years uh, during the war, after the war is over, it still continues to this day. And I thought it was a very slimy, disgusting tactic for Janae to take to attack people that were sending out sympathy posts. Like, this sucks. But it's kind of right. like, I think common sense would dictate that if we knew it was a murder-suicide, it's like, uh, let's pump the brakes on like trying to hail this guy as just a hero or anything. But like I said before, it's like he always treated me with respect. You know, no, no issues there. So it was very surprising when I heard this uh, come to pass. So... You there? All right. I think uh, Timothy's probably taking another call right now. He said he's waiting for a call back, and we're probably going to have to cut this interview a little short. But anyway, I want to say a big thank you for him coming on the show today. So, folks, I, I, like, I literally woke up this morning and found out about this, and it was, uh, like I think it was like 6 o'clock in the morning, and I get a text message from a mutual friend that connected uh, myself and Tim, and he said, hey, you know, you might want to look into this public document or public information. And I did. And here we are now, folks. So, again, look, I think it's disgusting. I think it's morally repugnant to sit there and try and build an audience or a following using and trivializing sexual assault, rape cases and things such as that in that manner. Look, there, there is nothing wrong with advocating for women's rights in the military to expose the corruptibility in various different units throughout the military. There is nothing wrong with that. And I think there's a lot of men that are getting involved in this to try and stand behind our sisters and say, look, this is not right and this is unjust. But when you use this method of smearing innocent people in your crossfire to try and build a following, this is what happens. I think Janae needs to learn this now. You are now in the big boys arena. You are being sued for libel, for slander. This is what you did to yourself. You're lucky this did not happen sooner. So I would highly advise you to fix yourself. You should throw yourself at the mercy of the court of public opinion because what you did was disgusting. You've undermined so many victims out there 
And I also have a very good authority. Janae knew all about this stuff prior to her even moving forward on this. She received documentation and other stuff like that. So take it for what you will. Um, she's blocked me. The invitation to come on the show still stands. I doubt she will. But anyway, I highly encourage you to look into this matter further. See it. Uh, if this, if when this trial goes to court, I will probably be attending because I do want to see how it unfolds because I feel like someone like her should be made an example of. And this type of just disgusting behavior should not continue. So thank you for uh, tuning in today's episode. Rather short. I'm flying out of the country here today. Ran into the studio. I want to get this podcast done because I feel like this is something very near and dear to me. I don't like being slandered by somebody like her. It's disgusting. It's reprehensible. Uh, but that's what she does. So in a sense, karma knows everybody. And you're not going to escape it when you sit there and you put lies out there like that. You just finally managed to piss off the wrong people. So good luck to you, Janae. And I will keep you, the rest of you, updated as this unfolds. Uh, and like I said, this is going to be, this is going to be some time. Like this is going to take some time, but like I said, I'll try and keep you up to date with all the details. So do me a favor, share the episode. We appreciate you tuning into the All American Savage Show podcast, as you know, and I really appreciate that. Oh, hold on. Wait there. You there? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I lost you. Um, I was, I was wrapping yeah, up the episode, the man. Phone, <laughs> Go ahead. The phone overheated on the dashboard. So. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, is there anything else you want to add to this before, uh, before I go? No, just you know. Well, yeah, yes, actually, let's let's go yeah, back go on for one more thing. Um, sure. So, um, I don't want to do what Janae does mm -hmm. and say, "Why do we have to wait for the facts to come out?" This case is going to court. There will be discovery. She will be deposed. Wait, and the facts will come out. Mm -hmm. Well, will this be a public hearing? Can people attend to watch oh, this? Sure. Okay, absolutely. And it just depends on where they're going to actually hold this trial at. San Antonio. San Antonio. Okay, that's like four hours from me. I'll definitely be there. <laughs> so yep. we're going to wait for the facts to come out. And you, as you said, they will come out. All this will be proven, true or false, and people will be able to see public record of what actually happened. Correct. Okay. Outstanding. Timothy, where can people find you at? Because I got a feeling like your business is going to pick up really quick because there's a lot of people out there that pull <laughs> stuff like this. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all over the place. You know, I, I'm on uh, social media as uh, T Parlatory first name or uh, first initial last name. Uh, my website is parlatorylawgroup.com. Uh, P A R L A T O R E. Um, yeah, I run a cloud-based law firm. Everybody works remotely. I have about 16 attorneys that work for me um, because we are a cloud-based firm and are built on a remote platform. All of our support staff and a good percentage of our attorneys are actually um, military spouses okay. because they don't actually live where they're licensed. Um, so I've, I've built this, uh, you know, this structure that allows them to keep their jobs, you know, no matter where they PCS to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we also have a few veterans in the firm um, besides me. So, and I'm always... Uh, Always out there, you know, stirring up, stirring up trouble in various <laughs> courthouses. It's needed, though. It's needed. It's about time somebody stopped this type of uh, just disgusting behavior. I'm glad it's you. I'm glad you taking it. Tim, thank you again so much. For those that don't know, he literally dropped everything to do this interview. Bro, thank you so much. It really means a lot because, like I said, near and dear to me, too. I got roped into this, and so I kind of feel like, ah. There is some cosmic justice. I think some small <laughs> moniker of like uh, or modicum of like faith and humanity has been restored. So I look forward to seeing you. I will be in San Antonio with our mutual friend with a big smile on my face. Sounds good. Thank you so much for coming on the show, sir.
All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, folks, there you have it. Again, a big thank you to Tim for coming on the show. And like I said, as this trial continues to unfold, I will keep you up to date with what's going on. Every single little tidbit of information. Yes, I will do it. I will do it. I will be your voice sitting here uh, telling you all about the truth about uh, and the lies that Janae Perfectly Flawed has spread out there about multiple people. Because I guarantee when they get to the, the uh, grassroots of this case, there's going to be a lot of interesting questions being asked. So, and I remember talking about this. It's like, until this case has been finished, the investigation's done, there's still a lot of things I have questions about. So, anyway, appreciate your love and support. Do me a favor, hit the share button, tell your friends where to find this episode, and let them know because I think there's a lot of veterans in the community that know all about this and want to hear about this. So, anyway, until next time, don't forget to go check out shellshockcbd.com where you can get great Shellshock CBD products, including Delta 8 and Delta 9. Should I run a promo code? I feel like I should run a promo code for like 20% off site-wide for like the next 48 hours. Matter of fact, we're going to do that. Yeah, we're going to do that, Janae. How about that? Code is going to be BROKEAF, B-R-O-K-E-A-F, for 20% off for the next 48 hours at shellshockcbd.com. Ah, what's the saying? The big dick of justice usually comes back unlubed. <laughs> Until next time, folks, you stay savage, America.